Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Your Fab Life podcast presented by LegallyFab.com. Today, we'll be discussing five tips on being a successful entrepreneur. So let's jump right in. My first tip is find something you would do for free or at a minimum reminds you of your why. Um, I know this sounds really cliche. If you know, if you do something you love, you'll never work another day. It's it's true. You would never work another day. Another day um, if what you were doing didn't feel like work. Um, probably right now, whatever you're doing to make your paycheck every two weeks, your AKA nine to five. Uh, perhaps maybe maybe you're passionate about it, but you probably wouldn't wouldn't necessarily do it for free. So, if it was something you were so passionate about um, that again you would do for free, if you turned that into your full time business to become an entrepreneur with, um, it would really drive you to really do it and execute it at the highest level because you would be so passionate about it. Um, If you wouldn't necessarily do it for free, my suggestion is find something that reminds you of your why, because entrepreneurship is not easy. In fact, you actually work harder for yourself than you would work for anybody else anyway, because there's if, if you don't send out the email, if you don't delegate somebody to send out the email, it does not happen. Okay, um, if if you don't create the sales plan or if you don't source the product or if you don't plan the service or follow up with the customer, you know, question, you know, if you're not doing these things in your business, again, unless you're delegating it out and even that requires work, um, it doesn't happen. So you actually end up working harder for yourself versus, you know, you work for someone else to give you the task. You get paid every two weeks a certain amount of money. You come home, you know, you don't even have to think about that job when you come home versus entrepreneurship actually goes with you everywhere you go. Um, and so anyway, I'll, I'll get to how to turn it off in a minute in terms of a tip. But just know that entrepreneurship is not like a nine to five job. So you're going to have more low moments versus high moments, especially in the beginning. And so if you have a why, whether it be to travel the world or to help your family or to give to a charity or give to your church or help your children, you know, whatever it is, right? Um, if it's your, If that's your why, then when things get tough, You'll remember that why and you'll keep going. Uh, So that is my first tip. My second tip is do not quit your day job until, and so I'm going to fill in the blank, until you have at least, you're making at least, you know, your nine to five income. So you're matching your nine to five income for at least six months straight. Uh, I think then it's safe to obviously quit, quit your nine to five and or or you're doubling it. And that's obviously probably the preference that, you know, you double what you are making. Uh, So that that is my tip. Do not say, you know, I got this great idea. I'm going to be an entrepreneur now and quit your job without having that consistent income coming in 
from this 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 new business um, because you may find yourself having to return back to that other job. Um, okay, so that's that's number two. Don't quit your day job until you have at least matching income or double the income of your nine to five. The third tip is be your own investor. A lot of people don't want to hear this, but listen, yes, they're always like, oh, use someone else's money. You know, get an investor. Well, number one, you're going to either owe that person, that investor, that money back plus interest, or they're going to have a stake in your company, which could mean that they could creatively or or have a lot of executive decision powers over how your company goes because they have a stake. So getting an investor, it sounds great in theory, and I'm not knocking investors, um, but really, at least at the beginning, you should be your own investor for two reasons. One, you'll actually attract that type of investor that would invest in your business. But two, if you're your own investor first, you will be able to hit the ground running without waiting for anyone. <laughs> you know, you're not waiting to launch your business because you're waiting for an investor. You can just go out and do it. And so I have three tips of where you or how you can be your own investor. One, if you have a nine to five job that offers overtime, do the overtime and use it overtime as your extra money, as to seed money for your business. Uh, you, if you have a savings, you can pull from there. And obviously a credit card. I, You know, credit card to me is still better than an actual individual company investing in your business. You can put some of your upfront costs on a credit card that you can pay over a period of time. So those are some places where you can find the money to be your own investor. And where do you put this money first, which probably is a podcast for another day, but quick tip, you you need an investor, whether it be yourself or someone else, because you need to buy eyeballs, okay? If you're selling a product or service, okay, you you have to have people buying that product or service. And how do you get those people? Well, they have to see it. They have to see it on TV or in a newspaper or magazine or social media. Uh, the best way, obviously, to advertise in this day and age is social media and or on TV. So most people are not on, are not getting on TV with their own shows and commercials. So they're using social media, Facebook and Instagram, sponsored posts and things of that nature to essentially buy their eyeballs to up their odds in some in, in terms of someone actually buying their product or service. So you are not excluded. You are not unique from this. You too have to eventually buy your eyeballs. You cannot rely on just free Instagram posts or just free word of mouth. Um, you even to build an email list, you can actually use social media to do that. Because a lot of people say, you know, once I build up my email list, I just exclusively, exclusively pitch there. But nine times out of 10, you got the email from a social media post. So the goal is to buy the eyeballs in the very beginning so that you have a launch point in terms of sales. Because Believe it or not, you see your first couple of sales, it's going to encourage you to keep going um, versus if you've been out for a couple of months, you're barely breaking even or you're not making any sales at all. So my suggestion is, you know, once you have identified an investor or you've been able to identify where you're going to find your own money to invest in yourself, put it all in your marketing 
marketing, 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 because most businesses don't have like physical overhead, like office space and things like that. And some of you may, but a lot of us don't, right? So it's really like your website, maybe your business card, you know, at the most, you know, maybe your email costs, um, maybe an assistant or something like that, but you don't have a lot of overhead. So you actually can't afford to put the majority of your money into your marketing. Uh, so keep that in mind once you've identified how to be your own investor. Okay, tip number four, work finding work-life balance. So how to find work-life balance. Um, you know, I'm literally preaching to myself, but there are three ways you can do this. One, you can plan uh, work cutoffs, plan daily breaks, and plan vacations. So I talked about this maybe a few minutes ago about how you kind of bring work home with you when you're an entrepreneur that you feel like you never really turn it off, especially if you're working from home with your business. Um, You have to say, okay, at this time, I'm not going to, you know, past five or past whatever, seven, eight o'clock, I'm not going to do any more emails, no more calls, no more posts, nothing related to the business. So you have to essentially put a self-imposed work cut off on a daily basis for your business. And you also have to decide, okay, are you truly going to work seven days a week? Probably not. You're probably only going to work five or six of those days at the most. So decide which days you're going to work on your business and which days you're not. Uh, especially because most of you guys uh, will be working nine to fives, right? So you're going to have to figure out what time before nine and what time after five you can fit in this business because going back to tip number two, do not quit your nine to five job in the beginning. Uh, So this work cutoff is important because you're probably building your business schedule around your nine to five schedule. The second thing is plan daily breaks. Again, it's just like a work cutoff. It has a break has to be self-imposed. If you've worked five hours straight in a row, it's probably time to eat lunch. It's probably time to maybe get some fresh air, you know, so you have to plan daily breaks. And then last but not least, plan a vacation, Um, you know, Play hard, you know, work hard, play hard is the saying. It is not a cliche. Um, Definitely you should honor yourself and reward yourself once you're hitting certain milestones in your business. Okay, so that's uh, uh, find a work-life balance. That's tip number four. The fifth tip is delegation, you know, um, knowing how to delegate. I, I guess I'll put it that way. Um, or even the power <laughs> of delegation. Um, so what is the power of delegation? Essentially, let's start off with this. Learn to stay in your lane. And what do I mean by staying in your lane? I mean, if you don't know how to build a website, if you don't know how to do a logo, if you don't know how to do a flyer, if you're not familiar with social media, if there are things that, for the most part, you can't really teach yourself in a short period of time and teach yourself how to do and execute them well, then it's okay to pay someone a couple hundred dollars or even a thousand dollars, you know, whatever are the going rates for their services to get them to do it because you're actually going to save time and, and stress and ultimate money by having the expert do those things for your business. You should be focusing on the parts of your business 
where your expertise is needed. Um, things like, again, marketing and things like that. If you're not familiar on how to do certain marketing things like a website, like a business card, like a logo, things like that, please delegate it out. Uh, so that's staying in your lane. Then I, I hinted at this before, an assistant, um, and, and, and this includes virtual assistants because it doesn't necessarily have to be someone that shows up to your business every day. And in fact, those assistants, assistants are actually the most in demand. But whether it's a virtual in-person assistant, if you are running a business, you need an assistant, especially if, as I mentioned in tip number two, you still have your nine to five job. You're still going to need someone else um, at least a few hours a day when you're not available, maybe during that nine to five to be able to work on behalf of your business. So definitely invest in hiring an assistant. Uh, last but not least, um, Look into school internship programs. Quick example, I have a law firm, so I only go through the schools. I don't go through Craigslist or anything like that because I want them to be held accountable to the school for the internship. And so I've noticed going through the schools is the best way just for that reason, so that they don't flake on you or quit on you, but also because you can actually give them something attainable in exchange. You can actually give them credit for school. Or credit towards graduation. You can give them a reference letter they can use at their next position. So they want those things. So they're going to do what they need to do to the very end to get those things. And so I find structuring your internship, again, around uh, students that need credit and want reference letters, uh, the best way to get that. And again, it's it's free labor. So why not? Because it's obviously you will have to pay for the assistant. And I think those are all of my tips. And because I I teach and I like to reemphasize and recount, um, let's just go over the tips one more time. Number one, find something you would do for free or at a minimum, remind yourself of, or, or at a minimum, it will remind you of your why. Two, do not quit your day job until it matches or doubles your nine to five income. Number three, be your own investor first. Number four, find work-life balance. And last but not least, the power of delegation. I hope you have found these tips helpful. And until next time, you can find us on all social media at I am Legally Fab and LegallyFab.com. Take care, everyone. Thank you for listening to Your Fab Life. Until next time, please make sure to follow us on all our social media handles at at I am Legally Fab. Take care.